The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey IDP Army, ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joe Wiggins here with my friends Billy and Joss Hall, STL. Um, we will be talking today. Well, actually, let's celebrate the release of the NFL schedule. That's pretty exciting. We're getting into it, boys. We got a schedule made. We're, we're going to start breaking that down here in the future. Uh, strength of schedule is going to be important to go over. But, uh, man, you know, we're getting to that part of the year where the, the football news just keeps – the events just keep happening – Mini camps are kicking Football off. Virtual back. OTAs are kicking off. Man, it's it's awesome. I, I love this. I love this. That little three month lull just kills me, dude. I mean, we can't even be friends during that three month lull because we have nothing to talk about. If you really, oh, I won't lie. I, I I haven't really talked to you guys for very much at all, honestly. But uh, no, glad to be here. And it's Josh Hall. Just because my Twitter handle is something stupid doesn't mean you have to keep introducing me as Josh. One H and the Twitter. It's actually handle. Jocelyn is his real name. Yeah, well, like no, I told that the Bears play the Rams Week One. Are you excited for Andy Dalton to get destroyed and have Justin Fields take the field? Um, yeah, I, I'm very happy for that. I would like to see Andy Dalton actually do good at first. Um, so we can actually start off with the winning game, but, uh, I would hate to see, especially with Leonard Floyd, like basically hating the Chicago bears after what we did to him. I would feel absolutely horrible for Justin Fields to go in there right against Donald and Floyd and, and get his ass kicked right away. But Hey, baptism by fire. If it happens, it happens. I think the real question in that game is what is Matthew Stafford going to do? Well, now that we don't have Kyle Fuller, probably throw it all over the fucking yard. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see him and Goff just on each team, just seeing how that really does something. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure, at some point. But Bye, uh, Cooper Cup, now. 
Yeah, I agree. Wow. So anyway, today we're going to start off with uh, some talking about some dynasty rankings, not really rankings per se, but just where we think for your dynasty draft, if you haven't done it yet, or if it's upcoming, where uh, a good value is and where you can get a good person, whether it's, it could be uh, Trevor Lawrence right off the bat, number one, that's a good value there itself. But basically I'm going to break it down round by round who we think is the best value per round. Um, and this is going to be super flex leagues, but I mean, you can kind of make, make do with uh, the rankings as you will with that. So Bill, go ahead and kick us off. Who do you think is a good value in the first round? Um, the first round I have my boy, Trey Sermon out of Ohio state, previously Oklahoma. Um, I think that in the committee that is San Francisco, they have Mostert, Jeff Wilson, Jr., and then I think Sermon's right after that. Hey, Jamichael Hasty and Wayne Gallman are also there, but I think they're kind of just insurance backs. And I think if Mostert gets hurt, if Jeff Wilson gets hurt, either one of them, Trey Sermon is going to get some snaps. And I think this season he could actually end up being a very valuable asset for the San Francisco 49ers and Kyle Shanahan. And I, I think that, you know, he's somebody that needs to be there in drafts. I could not agree with you any less. I have to say Trey Sermon should be in the second round, especially in super flex, maybe in a regular league, you should get him at the back end, but Trey Sermon on my end is the fourth best running back off the board. Uh, my, my best value at, uh, in the draft. And that's disregarding the top names really. Cause they're all great values where you're getting them, but the Devante Javante, uh, both of them, I think Javante Williams is, I think it's going to be more of a late run kind of thing. I don't think you're going to get super uh, great value off him right off the bat. But if you're in dynasty, you know that the traditional running back is where you really want to get uh, the pass catchers. They, they last for a little while. They do get some good yardage here and there and the extra passes. But I think Javante will learn his catching, uh, pass catching ability over the time, especially in that Denver offense, especially depending on what happens with Rodgers going there or whoever. And then obviously my boy Devontae, I think he's the best wide receiver in the draft other than, of course, Jamar Chase has that uh, deep ability and just a tall guy and probably the best wide receiver coming out of this draft. But I still think Devontae is right up there with him. I don't. I think people are sleeping on him. I got him at the uh, seventh pick in one draft, and he went in the, uh, what, sixth pick in our other draft. So And that wasn't a super flex. So, I mean, really – I think you're getting him in a great. Oh no, my, my apologies. I got him in the ninth. I forgot I traded down. Got him in the ninth pick in the super flex, and I think that's a really great place to get Devonta Smith at right at the end of the first round. Imagine a top ten wide receiver that was taken in the first round of the NFL draft being a sleeper. Just saying. I'm not saying that's sleeper. Fantasy, man. I'm saying great value for dynasty, man. I mean, ninth pick in a, a super flex league in the first round, Devonta Smith, the second best wide receiver off the board, if arguably the best in my opinion. It's true. I got I got a couple ideas as far as value here. Um, my main value, especially Superflex, we're talking Najee Harris, Jamar Chase, and Etienne. Those three right there, I mean, everyone gets so quarterback hungry in these. They'll start sniping quarterbacks that aren't even guaranteed to start week one for the most part. So um, I think based on your roster construction, if you do have one of those top picks, you can trade back, get something for them, and then, you know, snag one of those. It's actually be a massive difference maker. Um, but uh, that's my big thing with uh, with Superflex. I mean, we did that one last week in our office league. I took Najee Harris with that first pick. Um, I got criticized for it, but he, I mean, he's going to step right in and be the starting running back for the Steelers. I don't see a way he falls on his face there. 
Um, but any of those top three right there, skill position players, I think are a great steal where you're getting them. I mean, the the Trey Lance, the Justin Fields, who are phenomenal prospects for the future, but based on your roster construction, you can draft one and put them on your bench. That's fine. But adding one of those pieces is massive value to your team right there. I completely agree with that. Um, so I think those, the Najee Harris and like Javante Williams, I think those two are those traditional backs who are going to get a lot of carries over the years, especially Najee Harris. It's going to look like Saquon right off the bat. Uh, I think you're getting great value there. I don't think you can go wrong grabbing hurling bitches. Guys. Hurling oh, bitches. Yeah. It's it's gonna be crazy, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, the first round, it's you know, it's kind of hard to find a sleeper in the first round. So let's go to the second round. Um, and I think we can get a lot more, you know, secretive people, people that you know maybe are going a little bit lower than expected that could actually have a lot of value this year. Um, Josh, who do you have in the second round? Somebody. All right, so mine are going to be solely based on opportunity here. I, I talked about Javante Williams there because he's going to have that role eventually. We don't know when. Might, it's going to be a duo there. But I think in the in the second round is when you're going for availability. you got the Rondale, Rondale Moores, Elijah Moores, even Bateman, who have that like second, third guy on the team possibility. But I think Terrace Marshall, I know that uh, – um, not Curtis Samuel. Um, who is it? Carolina wide receiver DJ Moore is still there. Sorry. My apologies. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, it's been a while since football started, but Terrace Marshall, I think that's your, I think that's your steal right there. Joe got him in the third round in our super flex league. And I passed up on him because I needed a running back, but I think Terrace Marshall right there. And I think, uh, I think you're just going to get a lot of value. Um, I I think another person you can get late in the second round is uh, St. Brown from Detroit. He's going to immediately have uh uh, an opportunity to get into that starting lineup. Who knows who Jared Goff's going to cling on to? I mean, there's you got uh, Tyrell Williams coming in, Khalif. <laughs> that's possible. Khalif Raymond, Brashad Perriman. You got Quintez Cephas, and then St. Brown. One of those five is going to be a great fantasy football player this year, and the other four are all questionable at this point. And I don't know who it's going to be. I can't say, but I would say buy into a team where you don't know who the number one is because. Worst comes to worst, you, you drafted him late second round, maybe even third round. I think you can get a good uh, a good price tag on him there. I agree. I do want to point out that this draft that we did where I got Terrence Marshall in the third round was a IDP draft as well. So probably not going to be able to snag him that late, but he's a great value there in the second. Um, I want to go ahead and say uh, Rashad Bateman. He's been one of my favorite players this entire draft process. Um eventually they're going to realize that Lamar Jackson cannot run all over this field if they're going to put this kind of investment in him. So they're going to have him hang out in the pocket. Um, I I mean, Bateman honestly was my number two in this class. I thought he was more talented than a lot of the guys just watching tape. Had he had a quarterback in Minnesota, I think he would be right up there in the conversation with Waddle and Smith and everything. So I really think he is a undervalued stud right there that you can grab in the second round. Um, that can really help your team out down the line. And my apologies, I forgot about the IDP. There was five defensive players drafted beforehand, so that would have put him at like the 2-9. So that is my apologies. Damn it, Yeah, my pick was also going to be St. Brown from Detroit. He has a clear path to playtime because – how you know you don't know who that offense is completely reshaped i don't think anybody that's starting this year was starting last year for them other than swift the running back and hawkinson 
But as far as the wide receivers go and um, the quarterback, obviously, got traded there. Um, and then I was also just going to touch on Kadarius Tony. There's whispers that Sterling Shepard might be traded um, prior to the season. And if Shepard does get traded, Kadarius Tony, I mean, the only reason I don't think Shepard might get traded because they just announced his uh, new jersey number for the Giants. But at the same time, I've seen them do shadier shit than that. So, you know, that doesn't necessarily guarantee him a roster spot just because they changed his number. But if Sterling Shepard finds his way out, Kadarius Tony was going to be slotted right in. And that slot position for the Giants, Daniel Jones loves him some slot receiver because if you've had Shepard on your team and he's actually played, he's been pretty consistent. So if you can get Tony in that spot, I think they're going to manufacture touches for him. And I think that you're going to be able to get a lot of value out of him in the second round, even though right now it might not look like he's going to be a starting wide receiver for them. Uh, season starts might be a whole new ball game. We've got a long time till August. So Slayton has also been rumored to be traded, especially in that Aaron Rodgers deal they were manufacturing. So in reality, it appears they're not happy with their wide receivers. They did trade down because they didn't get Devonta. Thank you, Eagles, for screwing them over. Uh, oh, now I see the Eagles logo. That's good. Uh, anyway, so yeah, I think I think they could. Uh, I was complaining how I couldn't see it on our background. You guys can't see this. This is just me. Uh, but no, I was uh, in general. I think they had to have been happy with Tony. They they had to have scouted him. They got him at twenty. They traded down with the Bears. I think that there was obviously something there that they want to see. So I mean, in a dynasty, especially, I mean, whether it's this year or next year, he's gonna have a chance to play. I mean, what I assume at one point this year he'll at least get some targets, and next year might be his big break, though. Exactly. All right. Well, it seems like we kind of touched on everybody who we've seen going in the second round. So let's just move on seamlessly to the third round. Um, I'll actually start this one off because I'm really excited about this kid named Dwayne Estridge. He uh, plays for the Seattle Seahawks. He's stupid fast. And I think that if he can bond with Russell Wilson, he could easily be wide rec- the wide receiver three on that team. Um, behind DK and Lockett, I am pretty excited to see how they use him. He's a little older for Dynasty. He's probably the oldest wide receiver in this draft, but that doesn't take away skill. He's very skilled, and they took him with their first pick in the draft, so I'm kind of excited to see if Seattle is actually up at the task of using him in a starting role going into the season. Um I've actually seen Eskridge. I mean, I got him really late. Actually, no, I picked him up off of free agency after our draft, and that is IDP. So think about it. That would have been fourth, fifth round. But I got him. I got him off free agency with like nothing. Nobody even touched him. And I, I agree. I would like to see that third man or rate maybe replacing. Uh, I want to say Doug Baldwin. Man, RIP. Um, but yeah, no, I. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, he will, uh, he, he will have a chance. There's no third wide receiver there, so I think he really has a chance there. Sorry, I really like Josh Palmer on the Chargers. Um, <clears throat> he seems to be hovering right around there. Um, kind of overlooked, not a whole lot of news, not a whole lot of fanfare. Uh, but if you watch his tape, man, he, he's good. I mean, I don't think he had a really good quarterback in college either. Uh, but I mean, he's he, watch his tape. Um. I think he's going to slot in there. Mike Williams is garbage. Um, we, they've tried that. They've failed. It's time for some new blood there. Um, and I think he lines up across from Keenan Allen and uh, Jared Cook and probably can do quite a bit of damage right out of the gate here. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to transition right into the third and fourth round because all three of these guys can go at any point in time or maybe earlier. 
I've gotten all three of them in my two dynasty drafts, Mills, Mond, and Trask. I want to see all three of them. I think the, all three of them are opportunities. The only reason Mills is even in consideration is because of this whole Deshaun Watson drama, which we will touch on later. Not the drama, but you know what we think about uh, future futures in H- Houston. But Mond, on the other hand, is basically Kirk Cousins' replacement, and I know that he's been good in fantasy, but he has not been good in real life. And I would like to see what Mon can potentially do, especially growing a year. This is dynasty. Remember, we're not talking about do not draft these guys in redraft leagues right away. I mean, get them in the last round if you want to hold on to them. If you've got a big bench, but and then Trask is probably my biggest dynasty quarterback that I want to see what's going to happen with him because we've seen it with Garoppolo, we've seen it with Brissett. Although those those storylines haven't been checking out, especially in 2021, but. Learning from Brady is a huge thing, and Brady might be in that situation now where he's actually willing to be a mentor. They had no backup. It wasn't like they're trying to replace him. They're repla- they're, they're, they're thinking of the future. I want to see Trask in the third round. I got him in the fourth. This is IDP, though, that's been mixed in. I actually got him stolen from me in another league. That's my biggest QB, but all three of them, those are the only other three quarterbacks in the draft that you could really go out and get. And I think in Dynasty, especially if you miss out on those top five, it's worth a shot, you know. Worst comes to worst. I, I love the Kellen Mond thing, man. <clears throat> I really do. I mean, if Cousins happen to get hurt, I mean, you're looking at a uh, Trey Lance light right there. Uh, obvious rushing potential. It, I mean, a lottery ticket in the third round for a quarterback that might not pay off right now, but is one injury away from putting up pretty good points on your team, I think is a really safe bet right there in the third round. Well, I think Mills and Mond are both potentially fourth rounders too. It's just, you know, trying to get the jump on them before they start going. Cause once they start going, they'll be gone. Yeah. Once, once it happens, it's a slippery slope. But... Yeah. They're definitely project quarterbacks, but I mean, one injury away. Never know. I mean, better than Zach Wilson. There. I promise you that much. Zach Wilson's not a bad quarterback. <laughs> the problem with Zach Wilson is he is on the New York Jets. And we've seen it with Sam Darnold and we've seen it with the last 12 quarterbacks that they've had. Uh, hey, I can mean, we get a soundbite of the goddamn Jets? Can we please get that soundbite? I mean, yeah. nobody. I, I, it's a great idea. Yeah. Just add it in. The All goddamn right. Jets. Moving on to the fourth. And this is kind of third, fourth. I realize that we're in IDP, so we're not going to have the best, like, well, this person's definitely going to be available in round four, like, because it might be third round for some people, but. I'm just going to bring up the name Tylen Wallace. He got drafted by the Ravens, and I know that passing attack sucks. But between him and Bateman, I, I think they both are going to be solid for them. And if they can develop a passing attack, just go watch Tylen Wallace's highlights from Oklahoma State. You're just going to fall in love with the kid. He is so good. And I think he's better than James Washington, and he's made him, you know, he's made something of himself on the Steelers. And I think Tylen Wallace is better than him. So I think you can definitely see something from him, maybe not this year, but definitely in the future. I definitely think he's going to get on the field this year, but um, I don't know in what capacity just yet, but he is a really good wide receiver and really needs to be drafted um, higher than the fourth round, which is where I got him. Yeah. If you want to talk about real chance to get on the field right away, I like Nico Collins. I mean, He's a big dude. There's literally, I mean, Brandon Cook's there, but they have no size on that team outside of the tight ends. So whoever is playing quarterback there, if it's not Deshaun Watson, is essentially going to be praying, even if it's Tyrod. So they got to throw it up to the tall guy on the outside. Um, I think he makes an immediate impact. I don't know how long he lasts making an immediate impact, but I think for this year, 
in the in the fourth fifth round right there probably fourth but i think that could add a lot of value to your team right away agreed i do like buying in to teams that are in the rebuild especially in the late rounds you want you don't want to do it right on the bat i think uh i think michael carter's a little risky like i got him in the third which would have been like late late second president President carter Carter. i think i i want to see what those north carolina guys can do I, i already talked about uh my boy uh, Williams a little bit too much probably, but I I want to see what they can do individually. They basically played their entire collegiate careers together. Uh, they have their separate skill sets, and it's going to be interesting. Pass catching backs on no offense, bad teams are the best thing to have. They're going to be down. They're going to be scoring, which brings me to my next point. Uh, Jamar Jefferson and Khalil Herbert, both both players who are going to be that kind of pass catching back don't have the immediate uh, field that they're going to see, but you're going to see those uh, you're going to see those guys eventually get on the field, whether it's because of Cohen's inability or possibility of him just not being the same after the injury. And then Jamar Jefferson, because it's Jamal Williams and Deandre Swift. They, uh, they used carry on Johnson last year. They might be a committee. If he, if Jamar Jefferson shows them anything good in camp, he might replace one of them. Probably not Swift, but Jamal Williams looks pretty good too, to be fair. But I just like I like grabbing project running backs late. That's that seems to be it's hard to get a good running back. There's about five good ones in this draft, and then there's a bunch of backups and hopes and wishes. But in the fourth, fifth round, I mean, why not grab them? As of right now in our drafts, everyone is sleeping on Captain America. Um, talking about Chris Evans in Cincinnati. Uh, someone's got to take over Geo's role, and I mean, he's the most natural fit for that. I don't think Samaj P. Ryan's really gonna all of a sudden become a pass catching running back overnight. Um, you know, he's quick, he's twitchy. I think he sees the field right away. And my other guy is Jarrett Patterson, man, uh, from Washington. Um, <clears throat> I mean, in that round right there, I don't anticipate him taking over for Antonio Gibson at all, but I think he could push McKissick and uh, uh, especially get the short yardage work right away. I. I would definitely have to agree with that. I think the Cincinnati Bengals, it's always nice when there's no longer a backup. It's the same, it's the same concept with uh, a guy coming in like Javante Williams, which I'm going to just mention one more time. It's just, there's already a role worked out for him. Like Chris Evans is going to have at least somewhat of a role. All he's got to do is show up decent in camp and he's got a role. Hey Josh, where does Kyle Pitts become a value uh, for you? In, in dynasty or just in redraft leagues? Because I'll answer uh, both questions. Yeah, answer both of them. I'm really interested to hear you talk about them some more. I I would say Kyle Pitts in a – are we doing super flex? Uh, let's just go super flex. In super yeah. flex, he, Justin Fields should not be drafted after him. He should not be drafted before Najee Harris, Chase, or Etienne either. I arguably would put Devontae or Javante in there. I'd say at the eighth pick in, in uh, super flex. And in, in regular, I think those top five go over him, so sixth, seventh. I think that's a value. I don't see it. I, I just, I don't see, I, I said I wasn't going to talk about Kyle Pitts and then you bring him up. I don't, I, I had to hear you talk set about him up. I don't see the value. There's a fire burning drafting. so deep within your soul. How do you draft a tight end? Could you, would you possibly draft Kyle Pitts over Etienne or a, a, one of the t- three best running backs in the draft? Cause I wouldn't, there's, there's five great running backs. who are going to immediately have a, at least some sort of impact. I would over to but not, the other two if kyle pitts was a wide receiver and had declared as a wide receiver we would be talking about him in the top five easily i mean 
Have you seen his stats though at college? I don't give a shit about college stats, man. I do. I care about I a do. grown man I mean, that's good for other grown stats. men like little boys all but over. Just... It'd be different if he even broke like seven touchdowns. I think that was his max was seven touchdowns. It Did you even see like... those touchdowns though? This... He, he jumped. He had a, he won a jump ball. I mean, there's going to be oh, bigger people no, in the NFL. No, no. The argument oh, is better six, every he, week. He won six jump balls. My apologies. College stats. Can you imagine? Oh my god. If college well, if stats can, matter in the NFL, if you, you can't get more than 700 yards and seven touchdowns in college, why can't he get? How is he going to be able to get it in the NFL? Especially Billy. on a loaded offense. Let, let him know. He doesn't have Kyle Trask throwing in the ball. <laughs> like he has Matt Ryan throwing him the ball. Who's old and washed up? Oh, here, my God. <laughs> you are something else when it comes to this. Okay. Man. You're so you're so dug in that I, I can't even. I hope I'm wrong. I it. hope I'm wrong. But I think drafting a tight end at number four overall in a, a regular draft, much less a fantasy football draft, is dumb. All right, man. I okay. I think you don't want to be wrong. I feel like you have to be right at this point because if you're not, oh, um, I can't we wait have all this for, If I am so. right, it's going to be great, and I'll rub yeah. it in all of your faces. But if I'm wrong, I'll eat it. I already said I'd eat it. I, I get it. I just so don't what, think. I, what is the stat line that you would admit you were wrong this year? Thousand yards. What? A, a thousand yards? <laughs> Yep. Then I'd admit. Oh my that, god. Then he would be worth the hype of getting before a wide receiver who's going to get a thousand yards. I don't. You don't know if any of these wide receivers are going to get to a thousand yards. I guarantee at least three of them do. On the whole board, I absolutely. I, I mean, I I'm know. saying on the whole board, or just just three, just like I'm Chase, saying, Waddle and Smith. No, I don't like Waddle. I've already explained that as well. I'll, I'll say, you waddle, you I say three of the top ten wide receivers will get 1,000 yards this year. That is a bold prediction, but I guarantee that Pitts won't. That, okay. I, so yeah, let's change this whole Pitts hate for a second. Okay, Micah Parsons was taken the first def- defender off the board at 2-4 in this draft right here. Um, does he deserve to be the first linebacker off the board? Not, not really. No. I, 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 I'm, I'm okay. Based with on talent, yeah. But. Based on talent, I get it. But you got Davis and Jock from Cleveland. I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm just gonna call him Jock. I just, I feel like you got those three, and then Zayvon Collins, who they're already talking about shopping Hicks, which I'm really hoping for a Hicks Earth swap, just like straight up, which would be good for both teams. Uh, but I think, I think Jamin Davis is the number one overall, and then Jock's probably number two, and then Parsons yeah. is probably number three because of his talent alone. But just with so far, there hasn't been any reports of Vander Esch leaving. I know that he's only got a couple a year left or so. Maybe they'll play it safe. Maybe they'll do what uh, they did last year in Arizona. Um, I mean, just let them let them learn. I, I I don't know. I just I I get it talent wise, but it's 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 a little bit too much for me, especially that early when you could get Tony Terrace Marshall. You still got Trey Lance on the board. I don't know. Shout out to uh, Allen, by the way, making the second defender off the board, J.C. Horn, um, <laughs> at two five from. Uh, hey man, Carolina maybe, right maybe that dude's gonna, a lot of beliefs. Maybe that dude's <laughs> gonna walk in like four picks. You never know. <laughs> He's gonna have to hope so. I think Nick Bolton can also be interesting for KC. I think they got to step up there. I feel exactly. like you you saw it with Willie Gay last year. I just. 
I don't like linebackers on that team. I like safeties on that team. They're a high-powered offense. When they score points, they're def- they're off the the opposing team is going to score points. So they're going to it's the safeties and that's why uh Tyron Matthew has been such a valuable asset on that team. Maybe not stat-wise, but just in general. Their cornerbacks actually uh, score a lot of points looking at them. So yeah, Bolton appears to be a lot better in coverage than Willie Gay ever was. So That's fair. That's a fair I, point. I think he could definitely have be more successful than Willie Gay in that or defense. But um, speaking of speaking of safeties, though, everyone wants to go Morig first, and every and both of our drafts people have Richie Grant is the pick there. I, I I think Richie Grant in Atlanta. I got him late in the sixth round. Joe picked him up out of off waivers the next day after the draft. I think Richie Grant's the guy there. Atlanta Keanu Neal. Uh, Demonte Kazee, they've had great safeties over the year because they are that high-powered offense and teams have to score points on top of it because the Falcons score 40 points a game sometimes. You're going to have to score some points. Those safeties get a lot of tackles. They get a lot of picks. They get a lot of passes defended. I think an IDP, Richie Grant, is the rookie. He might not start right away, but the competition is not fierce. He will be on the field before too long. Another name is uh, Caleb Farley from Tennessee. Uh, I know. They always seem to have at least one really good secondary member in Tennessee. And it just every year seems like somebody pops off from there. And Caleb Farley has the tools to be that guy. And it might not be this year, but in the future, it's definitely somebody that you want to stash on your roster because if he does turn into one of the classic Tennessee cornerbacks, then you're going to be thankful that you had him. I think – I, I hate drafting cornerbacks off of uh, in defensive leagues, IDP leagues, but you're right. Tennessee always seems to score points uh, as their corners. I don't know what, if it's what it is. Uh, Malcolm Butler's all over the field. I mean, they're just always making tackles. They're pass defended. I mean, it's, it's another team that scores a lot of points, so they're going to be out there. And I guess maybe they just never had a good safety because I can't even think of one off the top of my head who's like stand out by any means. Um, all right. Well, who do you think uh, number number one, number two, number three? The top three D line. Like, who who do you think is going to make a difference right away? Who do you think is going to make a difference next year? Who do you is going to make a difference halfway down the road? This is a very interesting category because I'm not sure any of these guys are like year one players. Like, I don't I don't know if any of them are going to make like a huge statement this year. Like Rousseau could, I guess. Rousseau is probably the most like best chance to do it right now. Exactly. I'm stashing on my team personally, Ronnie Perkins. He went to uh, New England and Bill Belichick defenses always seem to turn out good defensive players. So just for the development sake, I don't think it's going to be this year though. It might not even be next year, but I usually get him from, they usually get them from the Browns, though. They don't actually draft them. I mean, that's a good point. Well, and then, you know, sometimes they develop them, and then the Browns sign them for millions of dollars, too. So it could go either way. Yeah, yeah I like I like Rousseau. Sorry, Josh, go ahead, man. No, 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 go ahead, man. I like Rousseau. I mean, <clears throat> watching highlights of him and, and just looking at his measurables, I mean, I think right away he's going to at least make an impact. I'm not saying a big season at all, but uh, they drafted him to do that work. Uh, Phillips and Pay, a little bit more on the project side of that. Um, if you're really looking for an edge rusher who I think could step in right away, it's Ojolari from the Giants. Um, yeah. I mean, that defense, they, they've they done a lot of work to it. They've gotten a lot of guys in there. But uh, 
I mean, last year, not great on the line at all. So I think he could slot right in there and, and produce for you in, in Dynasty. Yeah, the the problem with uh, um, Ojolari is he's got competition. I mean, Pierre Paul's not he's not great, but he's not going anywhere. They're not. I mean, he'll have rotation more so than anything. Pay is a immediate start. I'm not saying in dynasty purposes, but he is an immediate start. He is going to be on the line. There is no defensive ends on that team. They have divorced Buckner going up the gut. They got Darius Leonard. They got all their safeties and defensive backs. Quiddy Pay is going to get up there and disrupt the ball. Their def- their defensive backs are phenomenal. They're going to give him time to get get empty. It's going to take him a while to develop, but I think that he's he's immediate start. He's going to be on that starting offensive line. So, I, I obviously you've seen me draft him in both leagues. I I, I believe in Quiddy Pay. I think I don't think he's going to be you know the best defensive lineman ever because this is a weird defensive line year, and I feel like you didn't get to see a lot with all college being a little wonky with COVID and everything, but. I think Quiddy Pay steps into the best uh, best role possible. I think that uh, Jalen Phillips and Rousseau might be uh, better players overall, but they're gonna, it's going to take them a little time to see the field. Ojolari and Owe, both the same concept there. I just I don't see them stepping on the field immediately at more of a rotational standpoint for D-line. Do you think they're going to switch um, Ojolari? God, I can't talk to uh, linebacker. There is that possibility. Um, I think that, that would suck. Uh, that's and that's the problem. I have a guy actually on my uh, my watch list right now, and I can't talk about him because we haven't gotten through our draft because someone has taken twenty two hours to make the last pick of the draft. Uh, but yeah, I have a guy right now who is technically an outside linebacker, and that it really sucks when that happens. I had Matt Judon, and on Sleeper they counted him as an outside linebacker, but he was an edge rusher. And it really sucked because he'd get seven sacks a game or a year, seven to eight sacks a year, and he would end up with, you know, two tackles. So he's not really usable at a linebacker spot when you can get a middle linebacker who gets 10 tackles a game. I'd bank on him one of those days being his sack day. So let's let's pause this for a second. I want to talk about <clears throat> we got we got to sell people on IDP here. Too many people are playing fantasy without playing IDP. They're playing team defense, which is whacked out as all hell. What do you guys value most about playing IDP? As our good friend Davis would say, they're on the field the same amount of time as the offense. I can't do it with <laughs> Davis' voice, but they are they play the game too. And my favorite part about it is that you see when you, whenever it's me versus Joe, it's Monday night. I have Miles Garrett going, and he has. I don't know, Tariq Cohen going and it's, it's, a, it's an even battle, you know? I mean, okay, sorry. I guess David I'd Montgomery. have to be up by like 40 points on you. Yeah, to win who knows, that one. <laughs> though, but it makes every game interesting. It makes every play interesting instead of, Oh, Tariq Cohen's not on the field. I'm not going to watch because Montgomery's in or something, you know, but watching on the defensive side and watching your defensive end, get a sack or a sack force fumble for a touchdown. I'm thinking defensive end because that's one of the positions that it's, it's boomer bust kind of thing. It's a sack or it's a tackle, you know, whatever tackle is okay. But a sack force fumble touchdown is just nothing better than watching a good defensive end or an interception pick six on your safety or your linebacker gets a nice fucking play. I mean, it's just great. I, I, I just love IDP. We've been doing it for years in our league. It's, it's, it's minimal, but we have a few players on ours and then we do a D league to determine the draft order every other year. I just, I just love IDP. Everybody should play it because, at the very least, throw a few players in there at first and see how people feel about it. Yeah, and then you can all have stars. You can pick the right ones. You can pick the wrong ones. 
ours is still pretty mild in general. So, Billy, can we coin the term sackle? Like tackle with an S. I really want to do that. I, I'm down to coin that personally. <laughs> I I lost a, a league, a championship one year. It was four years ago. I lost it uh, because Derek Carr threw an interception to, I forgot who the linebacker was on the other team, but I was up by two points with like two minutes left in the entire championship, and I was about to win everything. He threw an interception to Adams' linebacker, ended up losing me points and giving him four points, and it switched it enough to where I lost. I also lost to Allen in the championship because he switched his kicker last minute and I lost on Christmas Eve. And so I don't want to hear it, but um, anyway, I think we're going to go to commercial. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. Don't leave us and come back and see us soon. What's good. IDP army. It's Jordan Rains, And quickly, I want to tell you guys today about the big project I've been working on the ultimate IDP index. The ultimate IDP index is the number one resource for IDP fantasy football players rookies or veteran for 2021 inside you're going to find contract information tiered idp rankings detailed player production profiles going back to 2017 suggested trade values and a whole lot more including unique write-ups unique videos that will only be available within the ultimate idp index but to me probably the most valuable thing is the fact that the trade value estimation tool is going to be updated weekly so you'll always be aware of what a player is worth in your dynasty league at any given moment so what are you waiting for sign up for the idp army patreon today patreon.com forward slash the idp army join the black ops tier and join the idp army today All right, everyone. So definitely go over there and check out that IDP Army. That dashboard looks awesome. Great information on there. Um, while you're at it, uh, we are going to set up a GoFundMe account for uh, Billy to go out and get a new computer here. And uh, we'll have some fun Please with donate. that. Please donate. Hit that smash. Smash that subscribe. I don't know. what. And also uh, look at Mansell. <laughs> that is on OnlyFans.com. He does sell men. It's mainly himself. It's mainly feet pics. Everybody's into feet. Not everybody, but everyone. A lot. Surprising a computer, damn it! A surprising amount of people are into feet. I take pictures of my feet. I don't. I don't even cut my it toenails. Would, if, it would, made, if it'd make money for for me, I would. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't care. I want to start an OnlyFans and stir coffee with my penis. Only feet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, somebody would pay to see that. I know Someone that's, what I'm that's the sad part about this world. But anyway, uh, I, I think we're going to do a little bit of news. I think we got five stories, which we usually do. So we're going to go ahead and get some five news stories going here in just one moment. Amazing. Amazing. All right. That is our new intro for our five news stories of the week. And Billy, you're Billy, I'm controls. We all love that song. So we just I'm gained five followers easily. Hope so. <laughs> Don't look at us, um, DMCA or whoever's gonna. I am sure they would sponsor. Just like Find Eagle us, Rare Marcus, Bourbon. Let's do it. 
Eagle Rare Bourbon. We're going to get that sponsorship before before the end of this thing ends. When, however long we do this podcast, Eagle Rare Bourbon will be sponsoring us. We will be here point. for a while. We love talking about sports and we love Have you guys, guys ever tasted a whiskey so smooth that you're just like, Whew. you know, Whew. that's all you can do. That's, that's wow. Eagle Rare. That sound? Yeah. What about that Blackberry whiskey that we have every draft? Oh, bird my. dog. Oh, bird dog. I wouldn't be upset about being honestly, that'd just be a great draft stash, really. Yeah, that would. <laughs> okay, guys, let's get to the first news story of the week. The most important news story of the week, if you ask me. Tim Tebow is going to sign a one year deal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, is there anything to note here? Um, any, anything you guys There's like so about this story? To unpack with this, man. What the fuck is Urban Meyer thinking bringing the circus to town when you just drafted a rookie fucking quarterback? You know, I was I was listening to something the other day. They said as soon as Trevor Lawrence throws an interception in minicamp or uh, the preseason, whatever it may be, there's going to be Tebow chants from the crowd. And it's so true. Tim Tebow could not make it as an NFL quarterback. Great college quarterback. Then he tried to play baseball hey he made a cool catch once he did one thing one time at some some point then he went in the booth he was decent in the booth whatever now he's trying to be a tight end i mean can we just stop with tim tebow to be Please. fair, okay, okay. I personally think there's literally nothing to note here other than the oh fact that God. it's a distraction. It's no, 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 no. Move. But in reality, he should have been a tight end out of out of college in the first place. There's a lot of quarterbacks. You see it with Brad Smith from Mizzou. I'm sure there's many others that I can't think about at the moment, but there's a lot of quarterbacks who don't want to not be quarterbacks. That's what they've done their entire life because they were the most talented kid at their high school, the most talented kid at their college. When you get to the NFL, you're at a rare level of athleticity or athleticity. Is that a word? That should be. If it isn't, it is now. Athleticity. Athleticity. Athletic talent. Athletic ability. Okay. In general, there's so much athletic ability in the NFL and one in whatever ridiculous amount of number make it to the NFL. Just be happy you're there. Be a kick returner if that's what you're good at. Do Play what position you can play. I think Tim Tebow could have been a great tight end if he would have came out of college. I think at this point at 31 years old or if he's older than us or younger 33. than us. 33, exactly. He's older than us. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, but uh, I, I think that there's a possibility that there's some sort of – I mean, he's an athletic uh, athlete. He's going to make some plays. It's an not going to be athlete. an athletic athlete. I just want to, I want to say athleticity. Dropped in the knowledge. You just want to say athleticity ath- one more time. I wanted to say it, but I, I, you guys made fun of me. So Dude, I won't it's, do it. it's such I'm a gonna, stupid idea. I'm going to keep it 100. He's not making the team. He's going to get cut. It, it's going to, it's, he's not making the roster this year. No way. There, um, there's got to be a worse third. They, you are, Jackson, Urban Meyer's going to sell some jerseys. That's onto a team that has a rookie quarterback, a first-year head coach. I mean, they have so much going against them to begin with, even though Urban Meyer wins. It's what he does. Trevor Lawrence is a winner. It's what he does. But Tim Tebow could not hold Tyler Eifert's jockstrap. And Tyler Eifert will sprain an ankle on a fucking beanie baby. We all know this. It's the stupidest move ever. If you cannot find a tight end, then admit that you can't find a tight end. Don't try to turn... Tim Tebow 
I don't even know what else I can say bad about the man. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He does he's a lot like of good things. Most he nice is not in the world. He is not a fucking tight end. Get out of here with this shit. Oh, I'm gonna go to New York and be a running back. Or I'm gonna go right. play baseball. Time no, else. you can't do shit. You can talk in a fucking booth. You know college football. You were great in college. Just drop it with the pro sports shit. I said time. I said timeout. He'll play soccer. He'll play soccer next. But in general, Jacksonville Jaguars are so bad at drafting tight ends. This only makes sense. Like I just, they can't find the right one. I liked Oshag Hennessy. I was really hoping for him. I rooted for him. I picked him up in many leagues. Shout out to Gerald. Shout out to fucking Gerald on the Oshag Hennessy pickups. But in general, like they can't get a tight end. He can easily be their third tight end, which most people don't even use. But I mean, most teams hold the third tight end on their team, whether it's playable or on special teams. Technically, he's usable. I don't like it. I think it's a bad move in general, but technically he can. Shout out to uh, Trevor Lawrence, who has literally never lost a game and is going to lose his first football game of his entire career. He won every game in high school and he won every game in his college career. Except oh, not not postseason, not postseason. My apologies. I saw because this because he's going to lose that first game because there's going to be such a goddamn media circus and training camp <laughs> for these fucking guys. Know. He's not going to learn the playbook as well because every fucker is going to be like, "Hey, Trevor, how do you feel about Jesus Boy in the end zone over there?" Like, if you want to put him in as a fullback, run him right up the gut, let him get nailed. It's fine. End his career so he'll stop this professional sports thing. Move on with it, please. There are people who love Tim Tebow, and people aren't going to like to hear you say that. That's fine. At me. It's literally the, my last name and my first name. The it's jersey sales are all this moves for. He's getting cut before the season starts. I don't think he'll get cut. I'll bet right now. Shot a fireball. Week one, he makes the team. I'll 100%. take you on that right now. All right. A lot of fireball shots going around. Who's keeping yep. track of these? Um, I'll figure something out. All right. Let's move on to number two. The Vikings and the Bengals are in talks with former Jacksonville wide receiver D.D. Westbrook. He's also being recruited by the Chiefs wide receivers to come join their room. If he signs with any of those teams, would he be somebody that you would be – would that move him up any, anywhere in any drafts? or From he, zero to what? <laughs> to usable. All right, time out. You're talking like draftable, like rosterable? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's already on rosters right now, but I'm saying, like, would that make him in the conversation of usable? Jacksonville, he's obviously not usable. Would he be usable on the Chiefs or Minnesota? Usable is a really, like, rough term for D.D. Westbrook. I like D.D. Westbrook, and he is a good wide receiver. He honestly reminds me a lot of, and this isn't a comparison, but, like, in the same situation as T. Higgins, where he came in, he had his spot. Will he still have his spot? He probably will, but... I just I think the Bengals to get the fuck out of here. Stop drafting and picking up wide receivers. Go find some offensive line. The Vikings, I get it. You might need a third, whatever. But the Chiefs are the only team that he can be serviceable on. I still don't say startable. I would say more of let's see what happens, especially I'm not a huge McCole Hardman believer. I want him to be good and I've been trying to trade for him, but everyone values him so high, especially after Sammy Watkins release. I just no one's really showed any Demarcus Robinson and, and and Hardman both haven't showed anything to where they should be the wide receiver too. Like Tyree Kill is obviously Tyree Kill. He's gonna play. Kelsey's there, but they need a third. There's gonna be a third person. Nobody knows who it is. So maybe that would make sense there. Anyone with a pulse would be serviceable as a wide receiver for Kansas City. That's the only landing spot that would intrigue me at all. 
Demarcus Robinson had some massive games. A shell of Sammy Watkins had some massive games. McCall Hardman had massive games. Um, literally, if you put me on the field and my fat ass running up and down, Patrick Mahomes could throw a ball where I could catch it. And uh, hey, I'd, would you I'd catch it? Would you catch it or would you drop it like everyone on the Super Bowl for him? I mean, we used to play uh, play football together in college, Josh. So uh, um, I caught I catch everything. This was not professionally, but at any means, it was a backyard. What, what do you call it? Two hand, two hand push, which was not phenomenal. even murals. And uh, I will say, Joe did have some hands. Yeah, the the first game, I think, what everyone had thrown up by halftime. I think. Oh, it was, was always on, like it was always at Sunday morning at 8 a.m. after we'd been drinking all weekend, and then we'd go watch football at B-dubs or wherever. So it was, it was a great Lots time. of vomit involved. A lot of vomiting. Jake Burns. Um, uh, that's a call out to Jake Burns. He vomited a lot on that field. Yes. Poor Jake Burns. <laughs> he vomited a lot on that field. <laughs> all right. Well, I kind of agree with you all. I don't really have much more to add. You kind of hit the nail on the head. If he goes to the Chiefs, he's usable. Vikings, I'd have to see. And then Bengals. Please stop adding fucking wide receivers. Um, but we'll move on to number three. It's a little bit more interesting than that one. Um, Peter King wrote in his, uh, in his Football Morning in America column that the Eagles and the Panthers are in the team's best poise to make a trade for Deshaun Watson. Without dipping our toes into the legal waters, do you think either of those teams make the trade, or is he best left alone this season and maybe they'll revisit it next offseason? Will they stop? And I knew you're gonna just let me talk here. Will they stop with the Eagles' rumors of trading for a quarterback? Let's see how Hertz does. He's played four fucking games. Like, give him a chance. You drafted his wide receiver. You drafted his center. Like, you're you're trying to build a team around him right now. If these rumors of Deshaun Watson and I'm sure Rogers is probably swirling as well. Stop trying to say we're gonna trade our three first potential three first round draft picks next year. You know what we could do with three first-round draft picks next year? Grab an offensive lineman, another wide receiver, and God knows what, a defensive lineman. Uh, I mean, it's a rattler because you'll have the number one pick overall. Or or that. You could just grab your quarterback. If you suck, go grab, your, you go grab your quarterback. Stop trying to trade for Aaron Rodgers, who is 33 or 36 years old, 36 years old, I think. Stop trying, to, stop trying to chase a Super Bowl. We got one two years ago, three years ago, whatever it is now. Like You don't need to chase a Super Bowl. You need to chase a team. You want to win. You want to win for the future. Jalen Hurts could be at least five years of the future, maybe more. I, I just I hate this Deshaun Watson rumors, especially with all the shit that's going on with him. Nobody wants to buy him right now, and they wanted three first round picks for him. I and then I saw one with Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, and three first round picks for him, and I was like, why the fuck would we do that? Good God! Yeah, I don't know. I, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. If you have a chance to get Deshaun Watson, you get Deshaun Watson. If we want to go through the list of NFL quarterbacks or NFL players that have done some fucked up shit and the league just turns a blind fucking eye to it, we can do that all the time we want. Now, I don't support anything he's done. Any NFL team will get a ton of backlash for assigning him, but you're not going to draft Deshaun Watson next year. Someone that's already Deshaun Watson. Jalen Hurts is great, but Deshaun Watson is, is up here. I'm motioning higher with my hands on the screen here. Um, it's not a visual medium, but, is, but I appreciate is Jalen that. Hurts, is Jalen Hurts worth five potentially great players? Because that's what they're basically asking for him. And you mean Deshaun not, Watson? 
Yeah, Deshaun Watson. Yes. I mean, I, what I'm saying, man, yes, Deshaun Watson takes your team from nothing to something immediately. But without so. a running back and without three draft picks, which you could build a team. Well, that, you that's got Kenneth insane. Gainwell, dude, and and Carryon Johnson. Um, you did get Gainwell, which makes me even yeah. worried, more worried for Sanders. Dude, running backs grow on trees. Quarterbacks do not. I think that I think that the Eagles would be stupid to make this trade. I think we need to stop being linked to this. I think that we have enough potential of growth. We're we're in re- we're in the rebuilding phase, and we're still going seven and nine. I think that we can easily get rid of our age on our roster, which is very very well coming. And we're honestly we did pretty well in the draft. We got a D line to replace uh, Graham when he leaves. We got an offensive line to replace Kelsey, who's threatened to uh, retire three years in a row. And we got Devonta Smith, who is in arguably the best wide receiver out of the draft. Once we see what happens, who connects really well with Jalen Hurts, and also that center is Jalen Hurts' center. Like, I just think that we're trying to build Alabama here, which is great. I'm fine. I'm all about it. We have a wide receiver now. We have our offensive line healthy now with extra. I think give him a chance. Let him see what happens. Don't trade for someone who has 3,000 legal troubles right now or however many cases he's up to now. I think really, if, they could really do, if they could do a 2022 first and the 2022 first they got from Miami – and then a 2023 first, I think they should do it 100%. Absolutely. A thousand percent. Why not? Why who, not? who is the other team they were linked to? Carolina. And Carolina, I think, but I that's, think that, that's ongoing. That would be phenomenal. I think that would be a good move. If the legal troubles aren't a situation, but the 20 plus cases, like we said, we're not going to delve into the legal troubles, but 20 plus cases of sexual misconduct or whatever they're calling it, which is obviously not okay. Is that your dog squeaking a toy? That's phenomenal. But anyway, that is not someone you trade three plus draft first round draft picks for. I just, I, I love Deshaun Watson. I think he's a great athlete. I, he's got the athletic ability that I was talking about earlier. I just don't want to see the Eagles waste their future for a guy who. Athletic to see. Athletic to see. Actually, Billy's the only one that can say that word. Now I can't even, I can't even athletic say it if I try. I don't know. No, man, I athleticity. Uh, yeah, there you go. I any team that had a chance to get Deshaun Watson would be smart to take the chance. Now, three first round picks, that's a, a ton. But as this keeps going on, as the season nears, I could see that price coming okay, down. Time out. For all those all those first round picks, how do you feel about the Khalil Mack trade? I believe they gave up two first round picks for Khalil Mack. How's that worked out for the Bears? You're muted. I get though. to watch Khalil Mack play every Sunday. As a fan, I love it. I'm not saying that you spend three first rounders on him. I'm saying that as this drags on, the price is going to come down. It has to. If it's under two, which we have, we have some spending ability because we have ours, we have Miami's. And if Wentz plays a full season, we have uh, Indies as well. So if that's the case, we get rid of those two. Yeah. And we still have a first round pick. I get it. I'm, I'm okay with it. But three first rounders, I saw Jalen hurts in there, which I imagine we'd end up getting rid of Jalen hurts. And then I randomly saw one with miles Sanders in there, which is like, dude, fuck off. Like that. I, I believe that is our future. I understand Gainwell can be good. Uh, but I, and it's a crowded backfield now. So we're really setting up for failure already, but maybe they're gearing up for this trade. I really hope not though. I like Deshaun Watson, but I just don't want to see us trade away our entire future for a team and then fail and then be rebuilding again. Cause we've already rebuilt after our draft or after our super bowl. So just to make sure it's stated, he didn't like, he's not reporting this. This is just who he thinks is the best poise to make a trade for him. Oh, because obviously the Eagles have that much. It's literally, no, no, it's not that it's been happening since before we got our third draft pick. And then 
even the Wentz trade. It's been we've been reported to get Deshaun Watson because we had quarterback troubles with Carson Wentz, which we had an injured offensive line. The Eagles had a had three or four of our offensive line injured the entire last year. Honestly, that's not even a knock on Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz isn't a bad quarterback. I'm glad he's off our team. I think Jalen Hurts gives us a better chance to compete personally because he even opened up the field for Miles Sanders. We still had no wide receivers, and he still was getting actual fantasy-relevant performances, and we were winning games. I mean, Carson Wentz didn't have a shot last year. It wasn't his fault. He's going to be okay in Indy. And I personally think that we gave up on Doug Peterson and Wentz too soon, but I'm not upset about giving Jalen Hurts a shot. I just am upset about trading three first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. He knew I was going to get heated. You picked this story, Billy. Don't shrug at me. (sighs) I'm shrugging because if he got on your team and he can turn, you know, that team into a contender immediately. I don't think that you would care about three first round picks leaving your team. I That's would because we have, a, we have an old team and we are going to have to replace these players sooner. Deshaun than Watson later. can make the shittiest team good. Like how, how many Super Bowls has he won? Okay, I don't know. I don't know what that. Proves. How's he going to win? How's he going to win a Super Bowl on a team that doesn't have any players? So you're saying Deshaun Watson's worse than Nick Foles? Is that what you're? No, saying. absolutely not. I'm just saying how many – our team was great that year. We had a great roster. We had a great offensive line. We had a great defensive line. We didn't have any linebackers. What's a mad quarterback? Do. Can you imagine if you had Deshaun Watson? Wentz isn't a bad quarterback. I'm not ha- I'm not upset that he's Deshaun gone. Deshaun Watson's he's- better than Carson Wentz. Absolutely. Like absolutely. I never said he wasn't. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I – but we're not going to have anyone left. Fair. I, I don't know. No, we're not going to have Coming up next on the Philadelphia Eagles podcast here. Do not do that. number three? Jeff Lurie, will... Never mind. I can't say that. Eagle <laughs> rare bourbon. Please get yep. you some. Speaking of the Eagles. Speaking of Eagle Eagles. rare. It's phenomenal. That's funny. All right. We'll move on to number four because we need to get off the Eagles. All right. So over the past week, it's been graining traction that Denver – is trading is going to look into trading for Aaron Rodgers. I've I've heard it on ESPN. I've heard it everywhere that even Vegas today, when the lines came out for some of the games, they actually have Denver as a favorite for some games because they think he's going to end up like Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver and they have green Bay actually lower and a lot because they think that he's not going to be on to my Bay. fucking ears. So, I mean, what do we think? I mean, I, I was going to ask if you buy or sell these rumors, but they sound like there's a little more smoke to the fire than just, you know, a random rumor here and there. So what do you all think? I think at this point in time, Rodgers could literally end up on any team. I mean, he's an upgrade from pretty much any quarterback in the league. Aside from, from a lot of them, I could see literally anyone being dealt for Rodgers. Um, I don't think – I mean, what is Denver going to give Green Bay that's going to get them to move on Rodgers? I saw that one question. I saw one the other day. Man, I can't remember who it was. It was some a defensive player, two first-rounders, and Drew Locke, basically. And it was – man, who was Chubb? there? Is it Chubb? It was, it was Chubb, yeah. It was Chubb. So Brad, Brad, Bradley Chubb and two <clears throat> first-round picks, basically, for Rodgers, which – Honestly, 
I think it's a great move for them. And it's two first rounders, not three, which is fucking ridiculous to trade. And we've seen the Rams. The Rams aren't, I, I get it. Everyone thinks the Rams are going to be okay after those tra- draft picks. They don't have a first round draft pick till what, 2023 or something? That's going to that's gonna hurt over time. Uh, I think that, uh, I think Denver, the, the one thing that they're missing on that team is a quarterback. I, I've, I bid on Drew Locke. I drafted him. I was hoping for him. It was a miss, uh, a Mills Mon situation. I was g- giving him a chance. I thought he might be able to do something. They got Teddy Bridgewater there, which is a good insurance policy for him. But I don't think that. I think that obviously Aaron Rodgers, like Joe said, Aaron Rodgers is an upgrade for anyone. I think Aaron Rodgers could be solid there. It's going to be like another Peyton Manning situation if they do pull it off. I think that could be really cool. So. Yeah, I agree. I actually, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to see him go to Oakland. Um, I, I, not necessarily for him to be in Oakland, but because if Derek Carr ended up on Green Bay, Derek Carr was Devontae Adams quarterback in college. Hmm. And I just think that would be the most, like the most fascinating thing to happen is to have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams back on the same team again. I actually Um, did not know that at all, but I will say that I love the shout-outs to my hometown, Oakland, RIP, to the Raiders. They are in Las Vegas. Joe Joe did this again, but I will. will, But he wants to be next to his uh, bride or future bride, Shailen Woodley, Um, so he wants to go to that West Coast, and I – there was rumors of him going to the Eagles and I was like, that wouldn't solve his problem where he wants to go West. So I think Vegas and Denver are the two options. San Francisco is still not ruled out. I think San Francisco could still do something. Sadly, is Denver West enough for you? I mean, it's more West than green Bay. I I understand that. But every time I look at a map and I see how far away like that is from the coast, I just like, eh. I mean, I uh-huh. get it, but think about it. An no, he hour, wants to go to the West. But... An hour and a half plane ride or a three-hour plane ride, that is that does make a difference. Yeah. And especially he's flying some nice planes too, so he's <laughs> yeah, personally not fly, flying. But I think uh, I think Denver's the right fit personally. I think John Elway wants him there. I think he wants to be with John Elway. I think that John Elway can actually command some respect from him because the way he's disrespected Green Bay and Green Bay has disrespected him. I think there'd be a better relationship there. And I think that he's seen what John Elway did with Peyton, got him at the end of his career, won a Super Bowl. I think Aaron Rodgers wants nothing more than to win another Super Bowl because one Super Bowl for his career is ridiculous. He is a phenomenal quarterback. And I, I, I hate Green Bay, and I will go this on the record and say that I Green Bay fans are the worst, and Green Bay, Green Bay is just – fuck them. But I'm happy to see that they had – Brett Favre and Rodgers for what, like a two decades now mm-hmm. and have two, two Super Bowls to show for it. Right. The Eagles, the Eagles have had shit quarterbacks their entire career. Well, that's not true. McNabb and Vic were pretty good, but we couldn't win a Super Bowl. And then we got one with some, some backup, a uh, backup. So I, I just, I love to see green Bay. Uh, I don't know. Do you want to hear something fascinating and frightening at the same time? What's that? Jordan love has never suited up in a game. Like he's even as the ne- backup, he's oh, Brett Hundley, never, I guess. He's never put on a Green Bay jersey. He's only put on a red jersey in practice. He's never worn a Green Bay jersey. If you See, Google right now Jordan Love in a Green Bay jersey on Google, here there would be nothing. There's nothing there uh, other than the mock-ups that they've done. That's he, crazy to think. 
it's concerning. <laughs> it's it's a it's a little concerning um, if they're planning on not having Rodgers going into next season. Well, I think the plan is is if they do trade Rodgers, they want to trade him for a quarterback too, whether that be a project quarterback like Drew Locke or whatever. I just think of uh, Julian Love as a uh, or yeah, Julian. Jordan. Julian Jordan. plays for the Giants, which is a very interesting pull out of you. Right. I didn't know that very, you knew the free safety for the Giants. I do know my IDP, and this brings us back. Play <laughs> IDP, folks. But Jordan Jordan Love, I just feel like he's the he's the Mills Mond of this. It was like he could have worked out or he could have not. They, I, I don't know why they did it in the first place. It wasn't even like on anyone's mocks. First like, round. That was silly. We got Jalen Hurts in the second round, when like uh-huh. mid second round too, and ended up with that. So I just don't understand why they did that in the first place. But uh, yeah, no, I I just I hate the trading for quarterbacks, but I get it if if it's Denver, they got no quarterbacks. It hasn't worked out for them since Peyton, and I get why they'd want to try to relive the glory days there. I'm just I, I just Green Bay. What what the fuck are you doing? Seriously, you drafted your first round pick is not going to start. Your second round pick is a backup. Your first round pick this year, everybody's already clowning on because he was not graded out as a first round cornerback. I just, I don't understand. That's that Eric Stokes kid is who they drafted at 27, but nobody had him in the first round. So I'm just, who are they like? What are they trying to prove? Like, it's almost seems like the, uh, the Raiders, where they're just like pulling these random ass draft picks, trying to yeah. something. Al- and then Alex play. Leatherwood from uh, for as, as an offensive lineman yeah. trying to replace everyone had yeah. him in the second round. Yeah, I, I mean, especially with uh, Darisov still there, like, why wouldn't you just grab him? Because they I think they're smarter than everyone else. I get the whole reaching. I get that in 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 dynasty and fantasy drafts in general, reaching for someone who you think is going to be good. I'm all about it. But when it doesn't pan out, it hurts because you look at, I mean, look at the Eagles last year. We grabbed Rager over Justin Jefferson, and I'll stop with the Eagles talk eventually. But we saw how Justin Jefferson turned out, and we saw how Rager turned out. So it hurts when you make the wrong decision. We we missed on DK the year before. I just. I've done it in drafts. I've picked people, especially in that. That's why I think that fifth through seventh round is really that golden round, those golden rounds there. Cause you really want to get those people who are going to make a difference. And it's hard to take a gamble right there. You grab the quarterback, you know, who's going to play. You don't want to grab someone who's not going to really start or really get a good option for you. So. Exactly. I just, I, I don't understand what they're, what their strategy is when they draft. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I mean, Hey, if it works for them, it works for them. That's All right. True. So we'll move on to number five. We're just going to talk a few games that came out today in the schedule. I just wanted to point out a few notable ones. Um, they don't mean anything right now, obviously, because we're in fucking may and the season doesn't start until September. But um, week four, Tom Brady is going back to New England, which I think will be a lot of fun. Um, week one, Sam Darnold is going back to the Jets, play them against you know Zach Wilson, which I think could be kind of fun. Uh, week seven, the trade between the Lions and the Rams gets a, a chance to actually play itself out, which I think is kind of fun. 
Um, and then week four, the number one picks, Burrow and Lawrence, are going to play each other, which I think has a chance to be kind of interesting as well, just because it's always fun to see former number one picks play each other in a football game. Yeah, I uh, I, I love to see some good uh, football right off the bat, and I really love that the uh, we're, we got a pretty good slate of games the first the first couple weeks. Um, but my my biggest thing is the uh, I was looking at the draft difficulty. I know this isn't really along the topics of yours, but now that or the schedule difficulty. My apologies, we've been talking about draft so much. My favorite You're is that you. the the Eagles and the Cowboys are the worst because of our division being so bad, basically. But we still play like San Francisco, KC, and a bunch of like good teams. But the Eagles have the best difficulty schedule, or I guess the worst difficulty. So we have the easiest schedule. Uh, and then the Cowboys, the second easiest. So that'll be really a good battle to watch the entire year. And then the Bears have like the third worst difficulty. And that's mainly because of their division with the Packers and the Vikings and whatnot. But really, right. the Bears, Bears, Packers, Vikings are all right up there. So. Uh, I just I love seeing it with a, a good competitive uh, advantage. I mean, the Eagles have had rough times beforehand, and they've had good times beforehand. But it's great seeing some of these uh, that like teams that actually have uh, some tough matchups coming up, other than their division. It's hard to guess this, especially since the NFC East has been so garbage. It's hard to say they have the the best chances when Washington Cowboys and the Giants all played like shit last year. So right. But um, no, yeah, you're right. I think there's going to be some good games this year. I think it's going to be a new, I think that a lot of these teams are going to be new teams this year. The Ravens have a wide receiver core. Uh, the Bears have a new quarterback eventually. The 49ers. Have, all the 49ers, new quarterbacks. All the I'm new quarterbacks in general. I'm excited to see all of them. So I know we haven't really talked about it, but how do you feel about Mac Jones and when he's going to come in? They've said Cam Newton is the is the quarterback. He's good to go. He's going to be the guy. When do you, th- when do you think we see Mac Jones? I know we haven't talked uh, about that much. I know, and I think Joe actually mentioned this when he got drafted. My concern is that the Cam package for offense is going to be different than the Mac Jones um, package for offense. And so I I don't know how you go into the year planning on it, but I think Cam Newton could actually mentor Mac Jones quite well. I I know that they don't play the same style of football, and that is okay, but – I don't know. I just don't – I have a tough time thinking that Mac Jones is going to come in and take that job over by, like, week seven. Like, I just – I don't know. It's kind of – I don't know. What do you think? Well, I feel like Cam can play 500 ball. You know what I mean? He can win some. He can lose some. I don't think he'll play bad enough to where he'll want to – they'll want to replace him right away. And I don't, I don't think until he starts slipping or – unless they have a tough stretch of the schedule, I don't see that them being like, we're going to put Mac Jones in because you don't want to throw him in too early. Basically they're trying to, I mean, Bill Belichick's trying to get his next Brady. That's why he went Mac Jones. I think we all saw it. I know there was that conversation of Mac Jones, Trey Lance, but in reality, I think that it all comes down to eventually he's going to be the quarterback, but when, and I don't see it right away either. I, I think cam will play that 500 ball for a while. I think if anything, it'll be kind of like a Tua thing where they like bring him in unjustly. Mm-hmm. I just don't see him being, Oh, Mac Jones is uh, starting week four. You know what I mean? I think it'll be more mm-hmm. of a week eight, week nine. Joe, what do you think about Mac Jones, Cam Newton? Oh man. Um, it's tough to say. It's two different offenses. 
it's going to take them. I don't see how you can start the season with Cam and then just say, oh, week four, we're starting Mac Jones. I mean, they have to change the way the offense is designed. They got to change everything. All right, here's a pretty good barometer. So in week nine, New England is going to Carolina to play the Panthers. So it will be Cam Newton versus the Panthers. Will Cam Newton still – will it actually be Cam Newton versus the Panthers in week nine, or will we have Mac Jones in by that point and it won't even be that big of a storyline anymore? Well, like I said, I think they'll. I think Cam will keep it 500 until about week nine. I think that will be about the time where Mac Jones might be a, a thought. But I think that the competition that Cam will bring to Carolina to prove he's still a quarterback and prove that they passed on him too soon – will be there still. I think that if Mac Jones comes in, it's due to injury or due to poor performance, which I just don't see Cam doing poor. I just see him doing okay. Can you imagine if Carolina ends Cam's career twice for the second time? That'd be so sad. RG3, man. RIP RG3. The Eagles did it to him the second time or third time, whatever it was. It's sad seeing. Nobody wants to see that. I don't. The funny is a funny storyline, though. Yeah. The problem with Cam, though, is none of the receivers that they brought in are really over 6'2", 6'3". I think Cam needs like a 6'8 guy to catch a ball, at least. So, I, I like know. their new receivers. I, I think an undervalued Kendrick Bourne. I think that might be a sleeper in uh, fantasy drafts this year. I know Aguilar from the Eagles, and I'm actually not harping on Eagles player for once, but I think him, Kendrick Bourne, and those tight ends, those four right there are going to be a good combination for him. I think Kendrick Bourne's going to be his uh, Julian Edelman, his, well, I guess he really didn't do that great because he was injured most of the year, but he's going to be his, uh, his go-to guy, like his little slant guy. And I think Kendrick Bourne has some ability to stretch the field, whether it's before the catch or after the catch. So I think, I think there's a good chance that he has some, he has some ability. It was cheap. It was what Belichick did. And Belichick did a good job assembling the receiver core out of nothing to be fair too. Poor Nikhil Harry. Yeah, he R. didn't R. do it. He didn't do it. It's not his fault. Or not it's anyone else's fault but his, help, but his own. It's true. All right. Well, let's wrap this puppy up. Let's get some fo- closing final thoughts in. Um, Josh, do you want to start us out with a few closing thoughts? Just, just don't trade Jalen Hurts. Give him a shot this year, and then we'll see what happens. I think, I think Deshaun Watson's legal troubles will start. Will extend beyond half the year Jalen Hurts sucks and just just looks like garbage and our backup quarterbacks who are God knows who aren't can't aren't worth it then then trade for Deshaun Watson but please don't do it now like give Jalen Hurts a shot you you tried to you tried to give him his team give him a chance do you want to revisit the uh point that you were trying to make last week um that you wish Joe was here for shoot it you'll have to remind me about that no, it was when I uh, traded. Um, I don't even remember who. I think it was for Trey oh, Lance for and you trying to yeah, talk yeah. shit. I, I was basically saying, other than the fact that you have the you have Garoppolo, trading a established quarterback who ha- is limited at this point, but Miami started to look a little better, especially with all those freaking draft picks that they've stockpiled. Don't trade established quarterbacks for a pipe dream, which is what Trey Lance is. No offense to Trey Lance. He is a backup quarterback right now. He can be great. He looked great in college. He probably will be great, but you gave up a sure thing 
and maybe even possibly two quarterbacks for one at that point, really. I'm glad so, I was here for that, guys. Yeah, it was I'm as glad bad I'm here as for that. that. Exactly. It was as bad as that last week because it doesn't matter or mean anything for my team because it, it's all about the roster construction. Well, I kind of forgot had Garoppolo in that league. I just joined that league, to be fair. So, I've got two points to close out with this week. Um, first one is col- a college football point. You all can tune out for a second if you want to. Clemson fans, your fucking time is coming to an end, folks. It is. I'm sorry. After they lose DJ, you're going to have to forgive me on his last name. It starts with a U, and a G is the second letter. But after that, Clemson fans, your fucking time's over. It's over. I'm sorry. I know Justin Ross was rumored to be leaving your team this offseason, and now he's not. He's going to be the wide receiver one in Dynasty next year, by the way. So you all need to keep Justin Ross in the front of your heads. After he leaves, you all are done. Fuck Clemson. Y'all are, your time's coming to an end. You all can get out of my fucking Twitter mentions. I'm sick of it. Okay. And, as, as they say in Oklahoma. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sick of these Clemson fans. They fucking think that they're, you know, they're walking on water because they've had a couple of good years lately. Fuck y'all. Time's coming to an end. You mean they had some of the best college football players ever? Yeah. Exactly. But the time's coming to an end. That's what I'm saying. Nobody wants to play there. Over. Your time is over. Sweeney shit. Okay. What's your second point? Get to real football. How to get that? Okay. Well, you're really going to love the second one because it doesn't have anything to do with football. The second point I have is I don't know if you all saw that Medina Spirit, the racing horse um, that won the Kentucky Derby, got popped for PEDs. And the trainer tried to say that a member of the staff who was also taking PEDs, a, a banned substance, peed on the hay that the horse ate. And that is yeah. how the horse got popped for PEDs. What the fuck kind of excuse is that? I mean, he's since recounted it because it's ridiculous as shit. What do you think? Do you think anybody was going to believe that? Like, what the fuck were you doing, guy? That clearly was not going to work. I personally don't know the science behind PEDs, but that's a great excuse, whether he's lying or not, which I assume. He was lying. He, he already admitted to lying. The horse only tested for, what was it, 0.8 picograms or something like that, which is like a billion like of a gram. Yeah. If you ate some piss, hey, I could see it happening. A billionth of a gram, you know? Seems plausible. not because That was a hit job. That was an internal, internal hit job to screw Bob over. Well, that trainer, yeah, has been banned from horse racing events. He still could have his horse there, but he can't be there. Poor guy. for good reason. What a dumb fucking kickback in his mansion that he has because he's a fucking millionaire yeah, he's a horse and man. coming up with ridiculous schemes about people peeing in his horse's hay can you imagine that actually being true that was I, a hit job from PETA I'm telling you right now maybe not PETA but some animal rights PETA, organization can you imagine a PETA member going and peeing in the hay for a fucking Kentucky it didn't have anything horse. to do with hay they just shot the horse up it tested positive <laughs> I think it was, some it, was a, like it was an internal hit job I promise you I mean, you're probably not wrong. All right, Joe, I'm done. I, that's all the only two closing things I had to say. I did not expect either one of those closing topics. I love no your other. thoughts, man. I got to say, sell your draft picks right now, ladies and gentlemen. Sell them. The market has never been higher. Get it while the getting's good. Stock your team up. 
and uh, and take those poor fellas, established veterans away, so they can draft some rookie who may or may not ever do anything in the NFL. It'll be awesome. You'll thank can me I, for it you later. Just trade me an established veteran for a first round pick next year. Did that not just happen? Ooh. Raheem Mostert. Yeah, I bought him from you for a first last year, and I got my first back. I'm I'm good okay, at running back. I don't just... need him. Who is saying that Trey Sermon's uh, such a good sleeper because he's going to see the field immediately? I, I, took, I took Sermon because I have Mostert. If I have Mostert, you're going to need Sermon. Like, no, so you're, hand buying, hand. you're buying into Jordan's juice or whatever the fuck it is. But in Jordan's juice, Jordan right. owns shit. Okay, well, either one of you guys are both retarded. He is the third wide running back behind them. Yes, they're running back far. I, I don't think but look that what happened with Frida on um, podcast. Uh, what Jordan's juice? No. Retarded. Hmm. I mean, we could have said worse <laughs> things. I imagine. <laughs> Edit. Statistically speaking, playing. nobody makes it this far into the podcast, anyway. So yeah, hey, to the thirty percent still listening. Yeah, to the thirty percent that actually do listen this far into it, we love you. I love. I mean, you're you know you're getting the good stuff here at the end. Was I fucking take out Clemson fans because they're a bunch of fucking degenerates? Honestly, but, thanks for joining us. But at the same time, keep your first round picks. Don't listen to Joe. First round picks them. are where it's at. You can trade everything else. Keep trade the first them round pick. immediately. I disagree. Hard disagree. Trade Just like the sixth round pick was a stupid move. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Hunter. Oh shit! I actually have one more thing before we uh, before we take. Man, off. people already don't listen this long. You're really gonna. Have I one hear, more thing? but everybody should stream J Cole's album this weekend. It comes out. It's gonna be amazing. It doesn't have anything to do with football. I know. I'm another sponsorship. I'm going, yeah. Check Get Billy a laptop, son. Please do. Please do it. This will be available on Spotify. After you listen to this podcast all the way through, go stream that album. All right. Well, I think that's, I think that brings us to an end, sort of maybe. I don't, this is a weird ending. But in general, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for, if you made it this long, you know, honestly, I'll give you a dollar. Just uh, tweet me. And that is at Joss Hall, STL. Uh, Venmo you a dollar for everyone that's made it. Venmo you a dollar for anyone who's made it this far. Uh, Go ahead and tweet me. I I don't. I'm not active on Twitter, but I will see the the mentions. Uh, But that that can't get over like five people. So you better hurry up because I'm not giving out too much money if people actually do listen to us. And also, it has to be like within the week. Like you can't you can't do this bullshit. Like offer ending five fifteen twenty twenty one at eight p.m. What Joe said. Follow at Offensive Points on Twitter. Follow at Ombre Vendor on Twitter. Follow at Josh Hall, STL1H. And then follow at Wiggins Joseph. And while you're at it, follow the at the IDP Army because that's, you know, how we keep the lights on on this podcast, apparently. Um, that's all I, I have for this week. Um, Joe, you want to go ahead and close us out? Wait, you guys are getting paid? you're not (laughs) um (laughs) that's funny um ladies and gentlemen thank you uh we uh hopefully we do not get canceled uh between now and next week but uh if we do it's been a pleasure and we will see you next week looking forward to talking some football with you play i got five on it